0: Today on the show, we have Meg Clark. She is the owner and founder of Clapping Dog Media, where she is the master of growing organic traffic. By using data, proven techniques, and years of experience, Meg and her team help turn web visitors into raving
1: fans that not only stick around, but convert into paying customers. And that's what we're talking about all month long. So this is another amazing piece of content for you guys to get tangible strategies on how you can do the exact same thing. So you guys know how in multiple episodes already in the last couple months, we have teased how we've been like diving into SEO and like really spending time and being intentional about reaching specific goals for our content. And it started to pay off. Well, we brought Meg, who's actually doing that work for us at Boss Project on today to kind of break down some of those strategies, give you ideas on how you guys can look at your content differently and really, really structure your content to work for you both long-term, but also like actually make you money because we care about both of those things. So this is a really good one. Get your notebook out. And I cannot wait to see the content that you guys start putting out. Hey Meg, welcome to the show.
2: Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Hello.
0: Hello. <laughs> We're excited to have you and talk more about blogging and SEO and content that converts and being really intentional about all the things. But before we jump into the episode, I, I feel like I have to pay homage to six years ago me because I was really dedicated and I'm just really proud that like <laughs> it's still paying off now So because...
2: I mean, there I want to give you, I, right now I am, I'm standing and talking and <laughs> for you. Amen. I totally agree. And six years ago, Abby was a legit rock star. <laughs> well, it's funny
0: though. You don't often do things thinking, well, I hope someday maybe. Hopefully that, in six years, this pays off. <laughs> right. You know what's really shocking though? One of our articles that we wrote five years ago. Makes up what? 23% of our total
2: traffic? As a matter of fact, it does. It brings in day after day, week, over, week after week, it brings in a lot of traffic. Yes.
0: Well, I'm excited to dive in because here's the thing. While we've been dedicated to creating content for six years, and I would say it's not that we haven't been paying attention to what would work. I definitely think we've been doing our own version of like, how to optimize by Googling ourselves or by searching on Pinterest ourselves. We never really had the tools or access to the knowledge that you have. And so it's been interesting to dive a little bit deeper into better optimizing both the content we do have and the content we're putting out and creating now. So I just wanted to kind of give a behind the scenes look at what it's been like to really focus on SEO this year, what we thought would turn into be like a three-month project has turned into a lifelong dedication to (laughs) (laughs) and uh, Meg's become a much more permanent staple in our team so first of all thank you for being here and thank you for spending so much time on my website
2: (laughs) I love your website and I think it is worth noting that without even knowing it six years ago or three years ago, two years ago, your goal for writing content was to be helpful to your people and so that your people would get engaged and they would learn and they would grow and be a better version of themselves. And that is the foundation of good SEO is be helpful, be a thought leader, write good content that's engaging that people like and share. And you are literally 90% there. I think we're reaping that today. And I think the difference within the last six months has been, we've been really strategic. We've been keeping a really tight eye on data and watching where people come and really capitalizing on the little wins that we can get. But for realsies, you've done a really great job. Oh, We were like the only business back in the day, still blogging
1: like five days a week. (laughs) I think we were like kicking off our careers blogging five days a week when everyone else was like I quit blogging and you don't need blogging and we're like (laughs) did you need typing away (laughs) at everything
2: (laughs) and like for realsies today people are like you can quit it just dance on tiktok and you will get business (laughs) and you're like no
0: well and it's like I know you can do Obviously, you can do any marketing strategy. That That's not really the problem here. The, the thing that I want you guys thinking about and what we kind of have dubbed the theme for September is working on strategies that have long-term results and will serve you even years in the future. And mm-hmm. while TikTok is definitely one of my favorite pastimes, I <laughs> so- endlessly (laughs) it's really hard to say where it's going to be three and five years from now but what I can tell you is the internet's not going away and if you own your own website and URL you get to decide if it's going to stay there and still be relevant or not so I'd love to just start at the beginning like what essentially came up is we were like, not only do we want to optimize what we do have, but we actually decided on a goal, like, Mm -hmm. we want to target goal, yeah, like a very specific affiliate, we want to create traction, and build momentum to increase dollars, because I mean, what it really comes down to, I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. Love creating content, but you guys want stuff that's working for you. Highly
1: convertible content. Right. As in dollars.
0: (laughs) So we created this goal and contacted you and was like, hey, like, not really sure how to go about this, but this is the idea. So I'd love to kind of just start at the beginning. If you identify, hey, like, I want to work towards X, I know my product that I'm going to sell is Y, or I could get in front of people knowing this amount of information
2: where do you even start that's a really that's a great question and we have lots we have there's lots that we can get into so especially with you you had a specific goal which was wonderful and we said great we're going to focus on that and so what that meant for you guys is 80% of your content is around this topic and it talks about you know FAQs what the benefit would be how you can use this tool if you are at, you know an event planner a photographer a coach a business owner and we really took that topic and looked at it from a 360 degree view and what what we did what my team did was figured out how people are using it what what questions are they asking what are the FAQs what are they writing about what are they complaining about in the search forms and from that we built a very focused content calendar that really focused on all aspects of this term. And well, not just a term, but like this idea, this theme that we wanted to be found. Helping people in a certain way. That's exactly right. And so we didn't use the same word over and over, but we used related words and related questions and at the same time, really trying to be helpful and answering what the, what the user is looking for. And we know they're looking for it because of the research that we did. Yeah. And that's, that's what we did. And we, we spent a lot of time focusing on it. I think what, for the first three months, we wrote six blogs so a month much. about that topic. And <laughs> yeah, it was four to six. It was quite a lot and yeah. two to three months. So I would guess, what was it? Four or five months in, we kind of hit the racetrack with it. That's not the right word, but we suddenly (laughs) took off and we were, we were getting measurable results from specific search terms and from specific articles that we could see the amount of traffic that people were spending on these, on these articles about this topic. And we could see that they were clicking on the related articles. And so we could clearly tell that they were benefiting you in terms of visibility and we were getting the right user to your site.
1: Well, right. I don't think two things really stood out for me for anyone who who might be kind of going through these same thought processes when they want to commit to something like this. One, as the copywriter brainstormer of content for Boss Project, at first I was like, "Mm, this is going to feel really pigeonholy for my creativity. And like, I felt really overwhelmed with like coming up with so many different pieces of content that were different enough, but speaking to the same person and helpful enough. But A, we have an amazing team and we have an amazing long form copywriter on our team who like, total rock star when it comes to this type of content. And honestly, like the, the more specific we got in the, the, the vibe of our content that we're putting out, even for a short window of time, I could come up with a thousand more ideas. I feel like on what we could say about this, just because clarity came, results came, the, the benefit for our readers came. And when all of that stuff happens, it gets you excited about creating content. That's like that. But then the other thing that I kind of thought about going into it, quite honestly, was this is going to take forever. Like we're not going to see results for a year, you know, to, like the end of this year, we'll start to kind of see that that all of this stuff was worth it. I was astounded that it was within just three, four, five months that I was like, holy shit balls, this is incredible. And like I'm like, can I do twice as much as what we're doing right now and like expedite the results even more?
2: But we didn't do that. We No, but we can. Not yet. Not Not yet. yet. And we can apply it to other topics. Like the good news, and this goes right into what Abby was saying in the beginning, the benefit is never going to go away. So if we switch our focus and pivot on another service or another another opportunity, the work that we did with the first project isn't going to go away. So it's there it's there. We don't have to compound and say, oh, well, you were doing six posts a month. Now you need to do 12. That is not the case. We just write additional about additional topics and maybe mention the uh, the original topic once a month or a couple times, to- you know, once or twice Link a month. Link it
1: where it's relevant in new
2: right. content. That's right. That's right. exactly I'm right. I'm
0: curious. I, I know some people are going to be like, sounds great, but how do I even figure out what Not only what the terms are, but like how to figure out what search volume looks like for these kinds of things. And in that, I know there's some nuances to, okay, well, if it has a ton of search volume, it might also have a lot of competition. And how do you find something that's like a good, happy medium of you can compete with what's there? Anyway, I, I do think that's a
1: benefit of where we were able to find ourselves is that it right. was highly searchable, low competition. That's
2: exactly right. Highly searchable, low competition. But I for people who are not who who, who don't have the six years of amazing content that you have, my recommendations for those clients is it's okay we can you can still achieve similar results and so i use a couple of like professional tools but i i highly recommend a tool called uber suggest it's u b e r suggest it's 10 to 20 dollars a month and use it for a few months and then you can cancel it but it gives you search volume so you can figure out whatever topic you can see how many people are searching for it and what the competition is so as an example if you're kind of new to this whole keyword thing if you wanted to post, if you wanted to write an article about wedding photography, well, there's 1,800 million wedding photographers in your city. And so it's really difficult to stand out. But if you get more defined and more nichey about maybe you're, you know, a destination wedding photographer, maybe, it, you know, you just get more nichey, then, you can, then we can find keywords that are easier to rank for. Now, for you right. guys... I mean if you're if you're not you guys and you want to kind of, if you want to start out I recommend that you write articles that contain the big keywords that have a ton of competition and then also write articles and link to them that have the longer version of the keyword or a more niched down keyword. I want to make sure that from multiple angles, multiple search inquiries, that people can find your content. And as long as it's all interlinked together, people will find it. And I know I'm saying a lot right now, but when somebody somebody Googles, Google is going to watch and see that keyword that people Googled and see where they go. And so if they go to your website, they click around, they spend time on it, Google's going to assume that you're a great answer to the search inquiry. So they will grant you more keywords and higher ranking for those terms. So write a lot of content, make it a little nuanced, try to target big keywords and also the niched ones.
0: Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I know a lot of people are the idea of writing content can feel overwhelming mm-hmm. but it's also free mm-hmm. like yeah. and i really like thrifty things that improve my business mm-hmm. and i'm not afraid to pay to play okay so i'm not going to be the person mm-hmm. telling you i will never spend a dollar on facebook and instagram we like, do every day <laughs> it's true we do every day and we definitely did a lot to you know grow the business initially before we paid to play but with everything happening in the pay-to-play space, which, by the way, is just way more
1: expensive than it
2: used to be. Period, and less effective. More expensive yeah. and less effective. So yeah. there is it's a, a gr- double bonus. Yeah, they're
1: great marketing strategies for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make it harder for you and charge you more right. money. Exactly. Ready? Right.
2: Exactly.
0: Sounds great. So, and th- and that's why I think it's such a great opportunity to, you know, if if you're thinking about how can I results i'm not saying you shouldn't do some of those things that create more short-term momentum but what can you do that's going to serve you more long-term and especially depending on like your the service you offer it it could be really critical that you rank because there's some services that are just way more search dependent anyway like if you're in specific industries like the wedding industry or you're a photographer or whatever like local Yeah, Yeah. If you have any sort of like local presence where you need to have people in your area find you and connect with you, getting organic ranking is so critical and and such an important piece of the puzzle. And it doesn't always have to be blog content. Like it can still be pages on your website.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or video or podcasts or any way you want to put out content. Yes. Sorry. I'm going to stop. No,
0: no, don't <laughs> stop. I, I I, just think it's such a critical opportunity well, for people.
1: I think you bring up a good point, Abby, and I'd love to get your take on this, Meg, if you have any tangible piece of uh, of advice, because I feel like we just kind of like winged it and hoped that it was going to work out and it did, but we've, Pivoted our business multiple times. We've pivoted who we're talking to, the literal offers that we have. We went from services and serving one on one clients locally to all around the world, digital products to having a podcast, like literally so many different things. And I think people start to get really overwhelmed when they start to pivot and their content is going to change because of who they're talking to or what they're selling. We have used the same website. Like, our blog has always been on our same website from day one. So, A, I feel like that is a huge benefit, even though we've changed the topic. But are there any sorts of things that people can be looking for, of like, if they are going from, you know, not existing at all to wanting to be seen to maybe tweaking what their offer is or who they're talking to? How can they kind of make that transition in a healthy way for Google so that they, like, don't lose ranking and can continue to grow.
2: Absolutely. Well, you did the right thing. Leave your blog, leave your content, because I guarantee that people have pinned it, they've saved it, and that it is getting traffic. If you are completely changing things up and you're changing your offers, then I would identify those articles that are, or those posts, those pages on your site that are really talking to the wrong offer or your old audience and leave it leave the URL the same. And I would put a, like a pop-up or a big box at the top of the page and say, so glad you're here, friend. Turns out we're no longer offering this, or this is no longer our, our niche. So please go here and link them to another page. I guarantee you have old content on your site. That's bringing you traffic. You might as well help them understand and grow with you and show them where to go. They don't know otherwise. Mm -hmm. So don't take away your articles and then continue to write about new stuff. Also, tell your story. Tell your audience why you're switching and what you're switching for and the value that you're going to provide to them. Make it easy right. for them to make that leap of, "Oh, you used to sell services and now you sell products. Tell me more about that." It's mm-hmm. right. It's totally doable.
0: One of the changes we made to our blog a while ago and I think has really helped with this is we took away the dated version at in the URL, I'm not saying Google doesn't paying attention to the date you publish, they do. But like, it's, it's smart enough at this point to not need it in the URL to be effective. But one of my favorite little hacks that we've done over the years is once we got rid of the date, and I mean, we'll still do it to old posts too, but we'll never change the URL, the URL is the URL regardless. Mm -hmm. But we've absolutely gone back and cleaned up old blog posts, or tried to make them more relevant to Mm -hmm. our current audience, leaving like the general topic or the general feel the same. Mm -hmm. And not breaking the link is such a critical piece of that puzzle. But it's allowed us to refresh things over the years so that, you know, if it is getting traction, like, let's continue to like Add value to it rather than kind of let it drift away over time,
2: which is exactly what we've done with that one article from 2016. That's bringing in the majority of your traffic. We update. We have you have updated it. We haven't changed the URL, but we do have at the top updated May of blah blah blah. And so it is fundamentally the same article that you know went viral five years ago, but it has newer, more relevant content, and Google sees that. So Google is able. You know, in Google's perspective, a lot of the times newer content is a better answer. In some industries, of course, that's true, right? Where the most recent content is more relevant and better. Now, and that's, that is kind of true in our services-based product based world but if it is a piece of content that has historically gotten a lot of traffic and pulled a lot of engagement, Google will put that high on the search results page because it knows it's a real winner and that users will get the answer they're looking for because remember Google is Google doesn't feel like it always but Google is on our side. They want to provide the best answer for every search and query because they get paid,
0: after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Now, I'm curious, what's your take on making sure that once they land there, like you, maybe you made the topic really clickable and not clickbaity, but clickable, because you want to actually tell what you're yeah.
1: like, the contents need to match what you you're saying is. what happens to this VA client.
0: <laughs> yeah, so once you got them there, how do you get them to stay? Because I know Google really values you staying on the page a long time and you visiting multiple pages before you what they call
2: bounce. How do you improve that? Oh, that's a great question. I have a couple of ways to answer this question. If it's an article that's say a thousand words or less, then my recommendation is to have that's about a thousand words. I would I like to have about three headlines throughout that content, so that we can make it very skimmable. So when users get to a page, they're like, oh, this isn't a huge article, this isn't a novel, and they can skim through and see the main points and headlines. So my first recommendation is to make it skimmable and make specific headlines throughout the content. Now, if this is like a novel, 1,500, 3,000, 5,000 words. If you're going deep dive into an article, my best recommendation for long articles is to do a table of contents at the very top so that users can Google and they come to your page and they see the topics that are covered throughout this long form of content. So create a table of contents and like, you know, you can do like that super jump from the anchor jumps, from, you know, you can click on chapter four or whatever and it will bring you directly there. So my, and ultimately that still makes it skimmable, make it easy for people to find the answers that they're looking for, make your content very friendly and very readable.
0: Right. I think one of my favorite like tips for readability is really thinking about how you can break it up more like not just subheadings but making your paragraphs significantly shorter mm-hmm. using bullet points using numbered lists utilizing mm-hmm. bold and italics that kind of thing you really just want to think about how can you pull things out and you don't want it like littered throughout but i think if you're consistent with how you edit things it makes it much easier to read and my biggest tip for readability and i've said it before but if you have yet to try to read your own content on a phone, do that first, please do that because you're going to quickly notice, Oh, I mean, this is technically only three sentences, but it's taking up half my screen because I just am really chatty. So like make your sentences shorter, break them up more often, all of those kinds of things.
2: A hundred percent. There is a a pretty big deal, dude. Who's an SEO, and he has long-form blog posts. They typically are about fifteen hundred words each, and each he, I think he, his rule is no more than two sentences in a paragraph, and his sentences yeah. are short. Yeah. So yeah, you we do can like quickly, two to three. yeah, because you know you have to think about your audience. They are, you know, they're reading it as they're cooking dinner, as they're waiting at the car line for school. They're doing it, you know. While they're drying their hair, I mean, we are—we're finding pockets of time to to learn, and it's not like we have two hours set aside to sit and read articles. No, we kind of fit it in as throughout the day. So, make it easy for them. If you can read it while drying your hair, then that is a successful blog post. (laughs) Well, yeah.
1: we, to, we do try to mix in, you know, because we have a beefy amount of posts that are very Tech. based So they're showing you how to use something, how to set up something, how something is like literally functioning within a system. And so for blog posts like that, like the paragraphs might be a little bit longer, but we still really try to integrate video or photos every second we can. So we can show what we're talking about and talk about what we're talking about. But it's it's the skill set of... Getting your point across so people understand you, showing it in multiple medium formats on one blog so that people can learn in the way that they know best, and also getting to the point so you're not like, okay, I've been like trying to explain this thing 10,000 different ways. That's exactly right. Yes,
2: yes, yes. You have to appeal to all of your users and all of that will be engaging, right? Like Google does look to see if users are engaging with your site. And so if you have video or audio or lots of pictures, that's going to, I mean, obviously people are going to spend time looking at it and learning from you. So I highly recommend kind of reaching people where they're at and for the goal to be, to be really helpful. And then the secondary goal is Google will give you happy points.
0: Speaking of the helpful, I think this is an important differentiation because I know over the years people have written content with a variety of purposes in mind, and I want to like make a differentiation between the type of content we're talking about and maybe some of the like old school methods you maybe did in high school or like when you first started blogging.
1: You mean like my live
0: journal on Zanga? Yeah, exactly like your live <laughs> journal on Zanga. And okay, here's what I'm saying. People come to your website because they're looking for a solution to a problem. 99% of the time. When you go to Google, are you asking questions? Or are you saying, how does Abigail feel on a Tuesday? (laughs) Like, you're just, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm not suggesting that you can't write content that has like all the feels in it. But it serves a completely different purpose for you and your business. I mean, in the past, in my health business, I've definitely written posts that have a lot more feeling and emotion to them. And I'm sharing my story. And that's an incredible way to connect with potential prospects and ultimately like, convert them if you're trying to like get them over the hump or they need to feel a certain way to want to work with you. But the posts that have done the best on... Search platforms like Google and Pinterest are are the ones that ultimately solve like an actual problem. And one of my hacks for this is like, if you're trying to meld the two, is write your title as if it is solving the problem, include solutions to the problem in there, and then makes the story in throughout because I really prefer... If you, if you are trying to connect with people in that way that you include, you just, you do both at the same time, rather than trying to make it a really emotional thing. You know, the other thing I've seen, and it's been a while, but it used to be a trend that like, especially for photographers that they would make, and designers too, where they would make a blog post for like every client. And I just want to remind you, the purpose of that is not to rank on Google, the purpose of that is so that your client loves it, feels really emotionally tied to it, and they share it. Mm -hmm, Okay. And so the content we're talking about today is completely different. It's for people who mostly have never interacted with your business before, people that are looking for a, a solution, and they come to a search platform hoping they can find something. And What shocked us the other day, and I want to touch on, how many new people come to our website every month?
2: Yeah. It's like 85 to 90% is all new traffic. And just to kind of reiterate and touch on what you had said, Abby, is I love that high end, high touch, vulnerable storytelling, because storytelling works, but that works once people have landed on your site. Yes you don't get a lot of search results for people looking for Abby's feelings on Tuesdays. It's answering a question. And then once they're there, that's where the magic of design and interlinking and really usability, like SEO is a layer of, of your, of your whole business. And it's important because if you get, if you get new people here by providing a quality answer to the question then get them here and then show them your other content. Say, oh, if you want to learn more about me, click on this. But mm-hmm. it, you you have to answer the question. And then once they're on the site, make it easy for them to learn more about you.
0: Right, right. And I think about, I mean, there's still some bloggers out there that I consider more in the influencer realm rather than a service provider. And the way they utilize content on their website is just inherently different. Right. Especially if they are in a business where they're selling via affiliate links, because a lot of that stuff is like, the sale is this weekend or like, it's only going to be good for this season or whatever. But they're still
1: coming at that story and in this stance of solving a problem. No, I don't disagree
0: with you on that, but it's not necessarily
1: content that's going to live a long time.
0: Like it might be their Friday recap where they shared all the things they wore that week and then sales that are coming up and whatever. That might work for social to push them to a landing page, but that's not necessarily content that's going to serve them two to five years from now.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think, yeah, those are intentions that are helping them build a brand of people who do want right. to read what they're putting out there. So I do right. think having a mix of that short-term content is okay, but it's a long-term content that's really, really going to serve the foundation. But I want to yeah. go back to new visitors. Yeah. I just to know, A, what, the f that is <laughs> that literally blew my mind and i'm still processing it uh b is that a trend that you're seeing in a lot of clients that you're working with are we just like super special and different like what can you tell us from your data brain of everyone else that you're seeing what does that actually mean um you are super special um,
2: and <laughs> very special. <laughs> I mean, we are, we want a balance of new and returning people. We want our, our people to love us and then to give us money month after month, day after day, year after year. Mm-hmm. But we also have to get new people. And so your percentage of new clients or new visitors to your site is extraordinarily high. And I think people are finding you for some of your content, the content you have written. Whereas I think your kind of your direct traffic, people that come to you, they are looking to see your your latest content. They've probably read, they, they come to you on a regular basis, they get your newsletter, they link directly to you. And so they just want to read the latest and the greatest but i think the majority of people are looking for an answer looking how to set this up looking how to design this in canva wondering how to write a proposal and so they're finding you for your archive of content and they probably don't know anything about you yeah well and i think
0: if i'll add my two cents here emily i think part of it is likely because of just the unique division we've created in how we have our site set up i don't think the typical business would set their business up in the way we have but like literally don't do this we have have like five sites and there's pages all over the place (laughs) but like if you're really if you're really thinking about entry points Mm -hmm. our main site is the content yeah. lead generator, prospect builder. Mm-hmm. And all of our other sites are either sales oriented or they're serving the people that are paying. Right. But they're not on the same site, which makes it like extraordinarily yeah. odd because we've yeah. removed all that traffic and pushed them somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. Literally
1: no paying person lands on our website. Right? I mean, they could, they could, but they're not they're they
0: don't stay very long No. right, <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: right. and it was a purpose but i found that really interesting in the sense of and and i encourage you guys to look at this information in your own google analytics if you have this set up i think Absolutely. they can they can see that right yeah. they, even if they just have like regular google analytics console set up yep because it drastically changes to me, how you're literally talking to your people in your content. And I think for so long, especially if you do this for years, you get used to just like, you picture, at least I do, I picture writing to the same person who's like pulling up our blog time and time again. And she's like, just wanting to know what the last thing that we wrote was. And that's just not the case. And I feel like that it's small changes that you can make in a different way that you're introing you and your brand in every blog post, or maybe you have a a footer at the end of Every blog post that does introduce you or leads back to a different maybe it's an article about your story and your brand or your business or how you can hop on a call with you or whatever it might be. So I think really just recognizing of the different channels that you are putting out content, social, your email list, your website, whatever, what stage of those people are they in so that you can tailor how you're talking to them to best fit where they're at?
0: Well, not to like totally mind fuck you right now, but. We, for perspective, Emily, we have a T-Swift level stadium of people who've never met us before. And we come on stage and wave for two minutes. Not even,
1: not even two minutes. And hope
0: that they remember us when we walk off stage. Yeah. Like, like it's the volume is crazy and obviously you want to make an impression really quickly but it's not always we're doing easy that to every do that. single month i know that's what i'm saying every month yeah and especially to a
1: new
2: group of people is what she's <laughs> saying with a new group of people like so yeah let's put brass tacks on this for the for the new our, the goal that you guys came to us with back in mm-hmm. january of like we really want to rank well for this specific topic this affiliate that we want to work with and we raised our visibility with new people who were just looking for that third party. They didn't even know that you existed. And that's all brand new people. And it will be delightful to them when you're like, hey, if you like our content on this, we have written about it in all of these different angles and opportunities and all these other areas. So yeah, you know, I've been, ever since we kind of were like, holy moly, look, (laughs) hello, Taylor Swift. It's like, how do we do that? Like, do is it yeah. and is it a, an intro? Is it the thing at the bottom of the blog post? Is it adding a start here or, or are you new here? Is it updating yeah. the sidebar? There's lots of different ways we can tackle it, but we absolutely need to kind of get our teeth in these new visitors so that they're not just one-time friends and that they come back day after day, month over month.
0: You know what? I think I think Emily, the solution is you're gonna put on. Like one of those like sparkly leotards and 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 sing a tune. Okay, and it'll just start playing. Okay, the moment someone lands on our website, you
1: you guys know we love a good tune. If you listen to our other podcast, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and I think you will get a whole other audience with sparkly leotards <laughs> and singing. Whether or not might, they purchase, you might
1: mess up all of your
2: ranking if you yes. do that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I know that there's an audience for that. I'm just <laughs> not sure if that's ours.
1: Whatever. <laughs>
0: Dang, come on. Okay, uh, well, I really want uh, to just kind of <laughs> attempt to wrap this up with some tangible takeaways for people. So if they are thinking about creating content that's more purposeful, that's going to last for their business for a longer period of time. And they want to target one product, one service, one offer, and start ranking for it. What are the next like, three to five action steps they should take in the next 30 days to to really move forward with that goal in mind?
2: That is a great thing. Number one, be very specific with your goal. Have a goal that you want to be known for and you want to be found for. Then commit to consistently showing up as an expert in that. Write a, do a 101 post write about all of the basics all of the terminology and then go and google see what other people are searching for if it happens to be a product or a software go see if you can get into their knowledge base or their support see what, see how pe- what questions people are asking and then answer them with your take on them show your perspective on how it can solve problems. But the big goal is to talk about this topic from multiple angles so that you can get all of the different people who are searching for it. And the biggest key is to link your articles together. I love, love suggesting doing ultimate guides. So once you have written all of these articles, collect them all together in a landing page or, you know, a blog page and say, here is your go-to for such and such and such. Maybe you can include a video if you want to, do a good couple of paragraphs of content and then list all of your pages that you have written about so that Google sees that you are an expert in this, that you've written lots of articles, and then you make it easy for your audience to figure out, to binge read you. We want to be Netflix. We want people to be watching. And then suddenly the screen comes up and says, are you still watching? And you're like, duh. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Click. Keep going. And so our dream is binge reading, binge consuming your content. So find a goal, write about it, consistently show up for it, and link those pages together. I think I want to add one more goal to
1: that because we are just now implementing this. And it's funny that it came right before our meeting with you when you were like 800,000 million people don't know who you are and they're landing on your page for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have the results from this because it's literally the first month that we're doing it. But because we do want a healthy blend of our existing audience to know that we push out valuable content literally every single day, every single week, If you need a resource, I guarantee you we've got it. And so we've been trying to be more intentional about sharing that we do that stuff. So we do it on social really well all the time, but we have a pipe and hot email list that like doesn't know about the content that we push out all the time. And so we started doing Friday recaps on Instagram stories months ago, and it's going really well. It's just like, Here are the blogs that were released this week. Here are the podcasts that were released this week. Here's like a product or a freebie that you might not have heard of. Well, we're now doing it in our Facebook communities and then we're implementing it inside of our email list. And so once a month, you're gonna hear from us of the roundup of things that were released that month. So it's like in a silo. It's not everything we've ever done, but it's the most recent up-to-date content. So we can start to maybe see it'll be interesting because i want i do want that number to go down slightly cuz i we have such an amazing audience and we have a ton of people already who i want to be utilizing the stuff that we're putting out and right. so i want them to start to see that we have it so that will be like a part two follow up of this conversation but my yeah. my takeaway for you guys is is don't forget to share about the shit that you're writing about right. and pushing it out there and telling your email list and social and everywhere because it is valuable content and people want to hear about it
2: yeah, yeah, you are too good not to be found. So yes, write yes. about it, tell people about it, remind people, and then make it easy for them to get. Like you know, it's like the cookbook answer, right? Like you exactly. don't need to buy cookbooks because there's a million recipes on the internet. But it's really nice to pull out a to cookbook right and get, and and read it and get your answer and not yeah. have to go and find it. Right. Well, I want to just give you a plug because I think it's I think
0: people need to know like a if this sounds overwhelming and you need support meg and her team are freaking fantastic um, and when i say mm-hmm. we had a goal and we met it we like blew it out of the water i just wanted to like increase it a little bit and we're somewhere between four and five x what we were making with that one affiliate and i would say 85 percent of that result is this like very specific intention not that we didn't push it out on th- Instagram, right. but or everything begins on to email. help everybody when right. It's all working, yeah. so it's a it layer. made a huge difference. So, if you're interested in hiring Meg or her team, Meg, where can they find you online and connect with you to ask more questions?
2: So excited! Clapping Dog Media, ClappingDogMedia dot That's my handle on Instagram and all of the socials. So come find me, and I would love to help implement because for reals SEO is just a layer of your overall business. And if we can fine tune it right, it just shows that the rest of your business was already killer. So we just fine tuned it and we're able to make make your content make a bigger impact. So SEO is kind of like the megaphone or the microphone that we just hold up to your content and then it becomes so much more impactful. So we try to I not make so it hard. scary. My goal is yeah. to make it fun and doable because it is so impactful. It is. And it truly is fun.
1: When you're getting the (laughs) results, it is really really fun. So (laughs) thank you, Meg, for being here and sharing a little piece of your brain today. You are welcome. It was a pleasure. Looking to elevate
0: your brand without the headache? Join The Co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless.